Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. A movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. I feel like I should take this in a bit of a different direction today. I could talk more about Canada, or I could probably do a three-parter on the Ukraine mess, And maybe I will soon, but today's topic is far more important to making real, positive change happen in the world than any amount of news or politics. Hear me out and judge for yourself, but by the end, I think you'll agree. What is the meaning of life? This question has plagued philosophers and dreamers through the ages. It should be the pivotal point around which all of our decision-making revolves, but without a foundation, a point of reference, it's an impossible question to answer. Heaven is that foundation, and God is that point of reference. We are children of God. He loves us. He created us for the purpose of allowing us to become what we are capable of becoming. At the end of the day, that benchmark is entirely up to us. What are we capable of becoming? The Savior taught us to love and serve one another as He and God do for us. True meaning is not found in having things or in power and influence. You can have an infinite supply of both and still have an empty life. Meaning is found in progression and in helping others as they progress. Meaning is found in making the most of this time we have to grow and progress in preparing to return to heaven. Christ's instructions to find fulfillment in loving and serving one another was not arbitrary. God is who and what he is because he lives as he commands us to live. God's perfection is a choice. He could choose to do evil, he could choose to indulge in baser nature, but then he would cease to be perfect, he would cease to be God, and he would cease to be happy. Wickedness is incapable of producing lasting happiness. Sin causes harm, and the consequences of wickedness always catch up. God's commandments are his instructions on how to progress to become like him. Christ said, Be ye therefore perfect even as I and your Father in heaven are perfect. He gives no impossible commandments. Now, we can't attain God's level of perfection in this life, but as his children, we have the potential to grow up to be like him. This life is but one step on that path. So, how do we get there? How do we walk the road to perfection? The scriptures tell us that God teaches us line upon line, precept on precept. He gives us what we're ready to carry as we're ready to carry it. When we're ready, he gives us a little more. Imagine a gym trainer stacking on more plates when you can't even manage what's already on the bar. Of what value is that? God won't give us more than we're ready for either. Carrying what God has given us is a choice. Follow that analogy. If we refuse to even unrack the bar, or worse, if we reject our trainer and walk away, we will never learn to lift the weight and we will never be ready for more. In fact, if we refuse the challenge, in time our muscles will atrophy and we'll lose what progress we've made. On the other hand, our trainer, if you will, 
knows exactly what we need to do to expand our capabilities and reach our potential. God never taunts us. He never trips us up. He never pranks us. Everything He does is for our benefit. He is our loving Father in heaven. Christ said, Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Do you torment your children? Do you put them through pointless exercises to mock them and tear them down? Neither does God. Similarly, do your children always recognize the value of what you've asked of them? Do they always listen and follow instructions? What do you do when they then come asking for help, ready to listen and follow instructions? Do you mock them and turn them away? Or do you help them and teach them? For our part, it's all a choice. God will force nothing on us. He'll place opportunities in our path, some of which may appear as heavy obstacles, but which are really opportunities for growth. Whether or not we choose to pick them up is up to us. Dr. Jordan Peterson has suggested that perhaps the purpose of life is to pick up the heaviest thing you can carry, and carry it. It's through resistance and opposition that we gain strength. It's through difficulty that we shed our weaknesses and develop our strengths. If we go through life as the proverbial couch potato, lazy and self-indulgent, we will overcome nothing. In fact, we'll destroy ourselves. I would suggest that what that heavy thing should be, we find by seeking the Lord's will. Lifting a heavy weight will make us stronger. Lifting the right heavy weight the right way will make us stronger and more capable. We all have something that plagues us. Everyone has a proclivity towards some vice. If we make poor choices, we can also pick up extra ones along the way. God gives us opportunities, usually in the form of difficulty, that both incentivize us and gives us means to overcome those weaknesses. But it's still a choice to accept the challenge. We're children of God. His mission and purpose, as he has stated himself, is to help us progress as far as we are capable, or in other words, as far as we choose to go. He's given us instructions in the form of commandments to show us the way. He's called prophets and apostles throughout the ages to call us to reject our baser natures and turn to him, to progress. He's given us scriptures, records of people long dead which encompass his instructions and examples of his influence in their lives, and examples of what becomes of those who reject their opportunities to progress. God's will is that we make the most of ourselves and our time here in mortality. His will is perfect. He wants only the best for us. The purpose of life here on earth is to learn to turn our wills to God. Imagine rejecting the counsel of someone who knows everything and doesn't make mistakes. How do you go wrong choosing to follow God's will? There's an old Animaniac short called Good Idea, Bad Idea. It was, as you might expect, just a joke. But it had a good point, intentionally or not. In one episode, the good idea was to stop and smell the roses. The bad idea was to stop and feel the roses. Our baser nature would have us stop and feel the roses. Roses are beautiful and have purpose, but our baser natures would have us ignore the reality of the rose and use it in ways that will ultimately cause us harm. 
Perhaps this is a poor example. We all know what happens when you stop to feel the roses. But the lesson stands. There are a great many pitfalls in this life that are easy to stumble into by following our baser nature. Ignorance and blindness leading to short-sighted goals is, in large measure, what God is warning us against. He would have us understand the purpose of the rose and use it correctly. This idea nearly sums up the commandments of God. He loves us. He knows us individually, what our strengths are, what we need to learn, what we need to overcome. Our lives and His influence in our lives are tailored to our individual needs. When God blocks our way, it's because we shouldn't go that way. When God allows difficulty, heartache, or pain in our lives, it's because there's something we need to learn from it. God wants us to fulfill our potential, and He will give us every opportunity to progress. Whether we accept those opportunities and make the most of them is entirely our choice. God wants us to get to know Him. How can we understand heaven if we don't know what it looks like? How can we understand why our time here is important if we don't understand our end goal? But God has also promised not to interfere with our free will. He will not force himself on us. We must seek him out. And the moment we reach out, he reaches back. Christ said, I stand at the door and knock. He's right there, but he won't force his way in. He waits for us to willingly go to the door. Those who honestly seek God with the intent to follow him will find him. And through him, will discover the purpose and meaning of life, what they're capable of, and what they need to do to be ready to go back to heaven. This life is an opportunity to learn things and progress in ways that would have been impossible in the perfection of heaven. God expects us to make the most of this opportunity. Till next time, be informed, stay safe, and trust God. Music